Hello and welcome back to the Petrine Studio. Welcome to Lower Than Nets Podcast. I'm Blake Baggert, the parish catechist at St. Peter. I'm Sister Fiat Marie. Uh, we're catechists hoping to share our formation and personal insights in order to help you recognize and respond to the Lord, to his invitation to lower the nets at his word, and so receive the abundance of his gifts. As you can tell, we have a new name for our podcast. It came to Sister Fiat Marie, maybe with some help from St. Peter, and then, yeah. of course, hearing the Lord's words anew each day. Um, as we go to Mass, but recently this account from Luke 5 was our gospel reading, and we both said, yep, I think we found a name for our podcast. The Holy Spirit came in just in time, as always. Yep. So we're recording this just before Labor Day, but I just had a quick question because, you know, not very many of us have deep experiences with those in religious life. What does a Labor Day look like for the School Sisters of Christ the King? Good question. Um, it's really just some community time. The, the morning and things are, are kind of normal. Maybe sleep in a little bit more, but then kind of some time to work in the morning and the af- early afternoon, spending some time in community together. That's what our plan is. Yeah, a day we set aside secularly in our calendar from our work and take a rest from our labors, which is a perfect segue into our topic today. Throughout this year, we're going to be discussing the Mass, or we might call it the liturgy. It goes by many names. And you may not feel this way, but it truly is a true break from all of our work. The Lord rested on the seventh day, and he invites us into this rest each week as we are renewed at the Mass. And so today we basically want to just cover the question is, what is the Mass? What's at the heart of it? And we use real technical terms, what's its nature? And to begin just kind of our conversation, I just want to share my experience of a deeper understanding I have of the Mass from being on a skeleton crew during COVID. So you can remember when the world shut down and Mass is shut down, and how profound that was. You know, Sister, I don't know about you all. Um, I actually believe that you continued to have Mass just with the various chaplains. Yeah, we were blessed. Yeah, one of the blessings of being a bride of Christ. But for us lay people, a lot of us were left in the lurch. Well, I worked at a parish, and because I worked at a parish, and we are all paid, and we needed to do some form of work, Father Farrar put together, first in a weekend, a shoestring. I mean, it was a rigged up, um, none of it was professional. We eventually made it semi-professional. But just to bring a live stream mass to our parishioners in Emporia. So there's only five of us, and we actually, we skipped a week. And then from the next weekend on, all the way to when the obligation to attend mass well, not actually the obligation, but when public masses came back, we did a skeleton crew and um, we live streamed mass. We became somewhat internet famous and it allowed our families, even from afar, to participate in worship with us. And that's one of the things I wanted to highlight just as we begin this conversation. There was that first week where we truly felt the absence of everyone around us. 
And one of my coworkers had individuals tell her, and I never had this feedback, but just we were so jealous of you because you were at mass and we weren't. And she was able to respond just from our common reflections together. Like you were there with us. Like that first mass that we had being live streamed, it was a true sense that we were offering it not just on our behalf, but on behalf of all those who are missing in Emporia. And that's one of the hearts of the Mass, is we're leading in all of creation to worship God the Father. It's done through Jesus Christ, but our priests are in persona Christi. And so um, we can talk about in the coming podcast how that's symbolized in the Mass. But it's not just us going to church. It's all of creation going with us. It's why churches are are decorated the way that they are. It's why the liturgy is composed the way it is. It truly is all of creation being offered back to God the Father. Mm. And there's deep freedom in this existence. Yeah. We, um, just thinking, sharing that, I, I had that sensation too of realizing I was so privileged to be able to go to Mass. And I was just so holding the people that weren't able to go. It was much easier for me to to be aware of, like, when I go to Mass, I'm bringing more than myself there. Um, So I was blessed. So Blake had kind of a story to kind of touch on our two main points today of the Mass drawing all creation to God and the Mass as a source of, of freedom, of growing our freedom. Um, I have a quote to start. Uh, It's from Cardinal Newman, and it's actually from a talk I heard. Um, I'd heard the quote before, but the speaker was reflecting that, so Newman had said, being heaven is a lot like being at church. And the speaker had the same sort of reaction I had, where I was like, I hope not. (laughs) And it's not, you know, it's not because I necessarily dislike being at church, But when I think of heaven, it's like endless joy and, I don't know, just something more than I think of with the Mass. So that's where that reaction was kind of um, coming from. Um, So I want to take that quote and kind of the reaction to it to just add a word about how the Lord specifically draws us as human people to himself during the Mass and to what he's drawing us. The Mass orders us. It orders our powers. And when I say that, I'm meaning these powers that God has shared with us of having an intellect, a will, and emotions. And they're meant to be like in that order. Our intellect guides our will, and our both our intellect and will guide our emotions. Um, so that we're not drug around by our emotions. I was thinking of this, and I was thinking of a, a, a card game I was playing with sisters. This was a couple years ago, but actually it probably could happen today. You know, I'm not saying like I'm past this, but the we were playing a card game and I was just like so like emotionally like hooked up in the card game and it was a game that you play in teams and I was like being really like short and angry with my partner and I remember keep I kept like thinking this is a game. Pull it together. So, like you do not need to, you know, pull her down because of this card game. But my emotions just kept like jumping in front of my intellect, and in jumping in front of my will. Where I'm like, I want to, you know, be 
charitable and not yelling at this sister. But it just like kept happening because I was just getting kind of drugged by my emotions. Um, was it pitch? It was pitch. How did you know? Because it's, it's I just, can't play pitch for that same exact reason. <laughs> yeah. It just, yeah, they just, it just kind of jumps in front of your, your emotions jump to the front, to the driver's seat. Yep. Um, so the mass is meant to order us, to order those powers so they're really as they should be, intellect, will, emotions. And like just a note here that kind of goes with that initial reaction to the quote of heaven being like mass and being like, I hope not, that it's not always a pleasant experience to have the mass order us. Um, or it's not really what we would choose. It's like, I don't really feel like kneeling down right now. Um, and honestly, sometimes the mass ordering us can be really aggravating or it can feel really stoic. Um, so I guess this is all like to say, the mass is not always emotionally pleasant as it orders us. So then that kind of leads to why put ourselves through it? What is he leading us to by ordering us in the mass? like? Is he leading us to be like stoic, to be robotic followers? Uh, but no, he's leading us to freedom. And not the kind of freedom that's like, I'm free to satisfy my emotions any way I want, but rather that freedom of being fully alive, of, of being a well-balanced human, which is really as he intends it to be. You know, where our emotions aren't jumping in front of us, where we can say something and really do it. Um, to have that true freedom. Yeah, if you think back to that card game, to not, yeah, to not be so caught up in your emotions that you feel embarrassed or you feel, I'm interfering with this relationship I want to have. Um, yeah, so just a couple thoughts on how the Mass specifically for human beings draws us to God, uh, to order us, and then brings us to freedom. Yeah, it's so beautiful. You know, one of the other hearts of the Mass, too, is this encounter with the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. As I was listening to you, sister, it just made me think of, it's only been something I've really been meditating on recently. The Mass is the summit of the Christian life, but it does not exhaust our experience. And so oftentimes, especially, we can sometimes feel like the Mass is left wanting because, oh, it didn't have my favorite song. Mm. or it didn't have this X. Or it had or, a song I really didn't like. Yeah, yeah, you know, and like so often we turn to music, homily and hymnals. That's the two biggest thing people oh, yeah, care yeah. about in uh, church life. But um, the Mass is also an invitation to increase our devotional life of like saying, I have my own personal prayer time. And when I go to the Mass, what I'm about is entering into the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ and then receiving him um, as a fruit of that in his most holy body, blood, soul, and divinity in the Eucharist. It's not necessarily, it can be, but it's not necessarily for just like this pleasureful experience where it's all about us. It truly is ordering us. And even in that, I mean, intellectually, there's maybe a lot of us that know that. That's like, I know the Mass is more than the songs or the homily. Um, but then we struggle with that reality of my emotions don't match what my intellect is saying. Um, and so the Mass itself works at that, you know, just like in a gentle way of you know, just making us, um, making us engage our intellect and our will. Um, but the ultimate goal then would be that 
our emotions would be purified and they would recognize the goodness that's there. So it's not like, for your whole life, mass will be horrible. Um, it's intended that over time, if we're really engaged in using our intellect and will, that the emotions follow. Yeah. Um, and maybe I think that was our kind of idea for ending the podcast of not that, again, not that we're like there perfectly. I know I'm not perfectly that it's like, oh, when I go to mass, my emotions are just in line. Um, but I do feel like a change has happened over time for me where it just, anyway, our idea of just giving a little witness to um, just like little change in our heart where, gosh, mass really used to just be a, an obligation and now it's just more of a free choice. You know, I was thinking about this and this is actually a personal reflection, but it's something I think the parish does really well. It's just been a continuation because the first time I really noticed it was when we lived in a place for a long time. And so that was in Emporia, Kansas, when we actually put down some roots, bought a house. And I'd always attended Mass ever since my um, reversion, conversion again, faithfully. Uh, but it's not like I had real deep participation. But there is something about the common life of everyone gathering together. One of my favorite saints is St. Saint Justin Martyrs. And in the catechism, he actually has this snippet. But the great line is like, on the day that we call Sunday, all in the city or all in the country gather in one place. And so living that common life, seeing the mm. same people, really helped change my mass experience where I was always doing the same thing, but then I truly felt like together we were being elevated. And I've really noticed that change. And it's something that I've really appreciated just mm. being a parishioner here and getting to worship with you all. It's the same kind of experience, but it adds a depth to why I choose to be here. Because it's not just about me, it's about all of us together. I was thinking, what I was thinking of for myself, again, there's a similarity in our story of, I've always gone to Mass. I think, I really honestly don't know if, without being sick, if I've like missed Mass. It's just very much felt the obligation. Um, not always in a burdensome way, but I felt a change when the focus of my life really being like, I want to feel good and I want, um, so this was like before I had this focus of, I want to feel good. I want my emotions to feel good. And it was especially about like, I want other people to think good things about me. So I feel good about me. Then having the desire for, I, I want to be like, to have real freedom. I want the kind of freedom that I don't have to rely on other people's opinion because I know that God loves me. And when, like, just the Lord through a lot of things, like, kind of broke down that facade of what, like, feel-good culture looks like and made my heart, even though it hurt, start desiring for real freedom, there was something, like, going to Mass, there was something about it, although it wasn't, like, maybe emotionally stimulating or I couldn't quite tell exactly how, I, I just remember a change of like recognizing there's something here I need. And I think I was recognizing I need the order that the Mass is proposing to me of, of letting the intellect of what I know about God guide and lead my emotions and all the other aspects of my life. Yeah, so that was kind of the, the change for me where it was like, I'm choosing to go to Mass because I realize I need it. I know it, that I need it.
Yeah, that's so true. And so that's our invitation this year is just we're going to walk with you through the Mass and share that wonder and awe that we have. And then hopefully we can share it together as we come together in these discussion groups. Um, But just hopefully for all of us to share this common experience of encountering the Lord Jesus and through the sacraments and especially at the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass. And maybe just my last comment of just over this month before the next uh, podcast of thinking, maybe just noticing where is the Lord drawing me through the Mass? How is He trying to draw me to Himself, trying to just be more aware of it? Or is there a place I'm sensing Him wanting to give me freedom? Beautiful for us all to aspire and hold ourselves up to that challenge. So thanks, sister. Thank you, Blake. Yeah. All right, everybody. Uh, The upcoming discussion group is on September 20th at 4.10 p.m. in St. Paul Outside the Walls. We look forward to seeing those who have signed up, uh, and we'll see you soon. God bless you.